money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I, well, you know, yeah, I am. But Actually, you should be. Let, let's I, start okay, all, all over, over again. You, you do the Dave, show. Dave, are you ready to talk money today? Yes, Reb, I'm ready to talk money. Good, because you're going to be talking money and mortgages with our special guest today, and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Reb so. is the host of today, so come on, do the hosty things. Okay, come on, if you haven't things. listened to our show before, this is Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. We talk about money and the heart issues around money. And uh, today's going to be an interesting interesting conversation that you won't want to miss. But if you have missed other shows, you really know where to find them. We're on podcasting platforms and we're on chri.ca in the archive file, morethanenough.ca and notmine.ca. So there's lots of places to find us. So saying all of that, today we have very special guest Susanna Penning. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Today, so we, we've had, I don't know if we've had you on this year yet, but we did have you last year to talk about mortgages. She is like next to Dave. She's my favorite mortgage broker. And I can, you know, <laughs> Thanks for you having better, me. You better say that, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, anyway, we've met Susanna along our mortgage journey. So mm-hmm. it's, it's great. She's a great interview. She's I, I was saying to them before, you want to sit down, grab a pen and paper. If you want to learn about um, new home builds or yeah. related t- topics, mm-hmm. um, because they're going to talk really quickly this morning and I'm going to let them tell us how we have to be wise. So I actually picked a scripture verse that talked about wise counsel. Mm. And sometimes when I hear Dave talk at the end of the day, um, Maybe some of us aren't willing to listen to wise counsel from people who actually know better. And I want to say today, you have two very knowledgeable mortgage people in the building on the show. And um, I hope that you're going to listen to wise counsel because Proverbs 12 verse 15 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Proverbs 11 verse 14 says, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. So they're going to give some advice today, some wisdom. Um, You can call either of them and they would help direct you in your um, mortgage and your house purchase because it's crazy out there, as we know. So, Susanna, thank you for being here. And again, thank you for having me. So you can take it away. So home is where the heart is. So that's how we link all of this heart (laughs) stuff. And okay, you know, but yeah, we we uh, in the, the we're in the Ottawa market and I would say. Maybe not quite across Canada, but uh, the housing market is a pretty interesting place to be right now. If you're considering buying a house, if you're considering upgrading, downgrading, moving, um, it's not like it used to be. When I entered the mortgage industry, and Susanna, you you were here long before I was, but that's not saying anything about your age, okay? Just saying that you have more experience than I do. Age brings uh, wisdom. There you go. <laughs> but, but to recognize that, um, you know, things have changed in all kinds of ways. The market has changed. Um, you know, right now we're in this 
uh, inflationary period where everybody's getting all excited about what's going to happen to the rates and we're all looking at our crystal balls and, and all of that, right? And, and yet we're in this, this housing market here in the Ottawa area. And I would say probably all across Ontario. Uh, I don't think there's too many places in Ontario anyways that aren't experiencing a bit of a, a boom and uh, how you navigate that. So, so good segue, Dave. So along with the boom comes a resale market that's pretty vibrant and competitive. So a lot mm-hmm. of buyers have been spooked by, you know, the 25 offers on one home process. So we're getting a lot of questions about, mm-hmm. can I build my own home? Yeah. And, you know, can I buy a piece of land and build it myself? So I guess that's the topic of today's show. There's a lot to cover, but, um, you know, good start to the conversation Mm -hmm. is, you know, to talk about new builds and what that means. So generally, we can break it down into two categories. One is a turnkey build. So essentially, that's like buying a resale home, but it's actually the builder who acquires the land and the builder who funds the construction. And then when the home is done, he hands you the keys and you pay for the home. So for turnkey builds, um, that is just a regular mortgage. It's, it's pretty easy to do. You have a lot of input into the choices, selections. You can pick your flooring, your tiles. There's a lot of communication with your builder. But it's, it's a relatively easy financing process. And then comes the second type well, of Before you get build. to the second, yeah. I'm going to jump in because, there, I mean, you just mentioned communication. And I think this is going to be a bit of a theme in our conversation because I've seen you know, on the, the, the turnkey builds, certainly in the last year, but over the, there, there's two real big things that the first is, as we knew, which is you purchase the house at a base value. So you, you have a base price mm-hmm. and then just about maybe three or four months or maybe six months before you actually get to the closing date, you start adding more to the price, right? So what are those upgrades? What are those, the flooring, the granite countertop? What is that? And and recognizing that that actually adds to the price of the house. So does that complicate the financing? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily, as long as, again, the, the buyer of the home is communicating with the builder and communicating with the broker. What we don't want to have is a, a nasty surprise a week before closing <laughs> where... <laughs> we were working at a price this we much. We were working yeah. at a certain price, and then all of a sudden they're like, boy, we added hardwood, we added granite, we added a glass shower, and we have $40,000 of upgrades that were not accounted for in doing the mortgage calculation. Mm-hmm. So again, communication is key, uh, as Dave mentioned, to make sure everything is is on point and yeah. we're, we're using the right numbers. But generally, turnkey is a little bit easier yeah. than, than the second type of construction financing, which is I want to go buy my own piece of land and I want to put a house on it. Um, And I want to hire my own builder and do everything from scratch. So that's... Or or all kinds of variations of that, right? (laughs) In a sense of, okay, uh, you know, typically the the baseline is is you've got a a piece of land or, you know, and again, the in this market, people are thinking, well, if I can buy a piece of land out in the middle of nowhere for next to nothing and build a house on it, well, I'm going to be able to build more house and, and it's more affordable. Some challenges with that. Right? Some challenges. I mean, land acquisition, of course, is one of the bigger pieces. Yeah. As the uh, urban boundary of Ottawa expands, people are going farther and farther and farther out. And uh, true rural residential building lots are becoming few and far between. Mm-hmm. And I dare say the price of land is is getting quite expensive. So we are seeing um, a shortage of buildable land. 
Um, it's unfortunate and, you know, buyer beware. I've seen a lot of bad building lots, very swampy near protected wetlands yep. where clients have been purchasing these lots and not doing their due diligence and um, they end up not being buildable lots. Right. Oh, dear. So, so now they have the land and then they, the well, in our case, it would be the South Nation River Conservation Authority would come and say, oh, you can't build here. Exactly. Oh, so. Dear. There's be, a protected frog or a tree or something. and, and Be very, very aware about the land you're building and make sure it's buildable. So do a little bit of due diligence with your local authority. Make sure there's, again, like Dave said, not a frog or a tree that's protected and oh renders the lot not buildable. Um, so that's a big concern. But land acquisition is usually your first step in building your custom home. But part of that before you pull the triggers to make sure you're following the plan down through to the end to make sure you can get to the finish line even before you buy the land. Yeah, and I think so, that's so key. I know, uh, plan, plan, plan in the sense that every step of the way takes takes due diligence, takes some investigation, um, you know, takes some some you know, hey, can we do this? Should we do this? Um, you know, those are kind of the two questions that you always want to be asking. Can we do it? And should we do it? And can so, we do it? And so one we? of the things I'm hearing is it would be smarter to say, if you have the idea in your mind that you want to do your own build before you even buy the land, go to talk to somebody like you guys. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then you yeah. guys would help say, well, this is what you need. This is the kind of down payment you need. And Exactly. Now, planning is important and best laid plans, what do they involve? Buckets of cash. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, if people think that building a home is going to be cheaper or less cash uh, outlay, you know, they can be sadly mistaken in this mm -hmm. market. Building your own custom home involves a lot of upfront cash, things that you're going to have to pay for out of pocket that aren't necessarily going to be um, funded by the mortgage initially. It does wash out in the end, but there are upfront costs. Uh, for your architectural plans, uh, for yes. your development fees, for your permits. These are all soft costs and you don't even have a shovel on the ground. Uh, these are all soft costs that you need to cough up money for that a lot of people don't consider. So again, at the end of the day, some of it does wash out when the final mortgage kicks in. But um, I always say you do need to have a good chunk of cash up front. Big, big, big decision if you're already um, either renting or owning a home is do I actually want to stay in my home sure. while I'm building? Because that adds an extra layer of complication. Um, some people choose to continue to rent while they're building. Some people continue to choose to own the home they already have while they're building. And um, sometimes that can be a little bit tricky as well. So you want other Did clients opt to sell their home, release the equity, couch surf, at, I was going to say yeah. live in someone's basement. Live for, in someone's uh, basement for, you Mom know, and Dad six were to nine coming months. home with the grandkids for six months. Uh, you know, coming so. home with the kids and the dog and the cats. Yeah. And, and all our stuff. And all our yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. But, I mean, there's two approaches there. You really want to make sure that you love your partner and have that discussion because that mm -hmm. can really change, you know, the scope and the happiness of the project. Mm -hmm. Um, so there, there will be different options on that front. And, and there's just, you know, again, talking about that, anticipate delays, misdirects, um, step forward, step backwards. I mean, you know, again, when we look at, say, you know, the big builders, the professional builders, I mean, they're, they have delays and they have things that take them, but they're absorbing all of that. When you're building your own, then, then. How many have you done, right? This is the first, maybe the second, maybe the third even kick at the can. But 
the reality is, is, is that there will anticipate timing steps backwards and then, okay, we're moving forward and anticipate, oh, a dollar. Yep. It's going to cost more. Uh, didn't anticipate that. So, and you Dave, know. you touched on an important point, which is who is actually going to build your home. So I'm sure there's a lot of really handy craftspeople out there um, who can do what we call a self-build. So the client themselves act as the general contractor. Okay. Maybe they're carpenters. Maybe they have friends who are plumbers. Maybe they have friends who are electricians. So all kinds of sub-trades are involved in a build. You need somebody to pour the foundation. You need somebody to frame. You need somebody to plumb. You need an electrician. You need a mm -hmm. roofer. You need a finisher, drywaller. So um, often clients will take on the management process of the build. Um, I call it like being your own general contractor, right? right? Yeah. Um, other people choose to hire a builder and do all that managing for them. Mm -hmm. So picking the right builder, again, is a big part of the process. You want to A, make sure the builder has availability. A lot of people have been calling me saying, I bought a piece of land. I want to start building next month. And I'm like, do you have a builder? They're like, no. And I'm like, good luck. Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. There's right not a builder no. out there right now who can, you know. Who's actually looking for work. <laughs> who's actually looking for work. So again, plan, 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 plan. So uh, probably at, you know, this juncture, most of the builders that are reputable and good are probably looking at starting in 2022, maybe even 2023. Yeah. So the wow. right builder comes with good references. The right builder is hopefully Terion insured. So Terion is uh, a home national warranty. new home warranty. So that does protect you uh, as a client to make sure uh, some joker is not putting up a ramshackle build that's going to fall down right. around you. Um, a lot of the banks, too, when they go to do your final mortgage, once your home is what we call 98% substantive completion, um, a lot of the bil builders must be Terion insured in order for the bank to give you a mortgage. So again, uh, not to say that a self-build is not possible, but it can limit some of your final options. Yeah. Um, and speak to your builder, again, going back to communication about timing. What are the expectations? How long is it going to take? Um, does he have access to the trades? Does he have, you know, tend to be on schedule? Uh, because anticipating delays is... Is this his first bill? <laughs> is this his first bill? <laughs> Call his references, yes, you know, right? Do the web, the, the web search and, and, you know, just find out, uh, you know, in terms of... And web call, reputation, but also seeing where yeah. he's built before and, and, and call drive recent to the references. Yeah. Yeah. Say, I want to know the last three homes that you built. I want their name and phone number, right? right? Yeah. Don't get a reference from a home he built six years ago, right? Yeah. It's a different, have, a different scenario. I have a lot of thoughts about this because I'm thinking about the communication and our own experience with some contractors as of late. Mm -hmm. um, the communication has been so bad; it's it's just been horrible. And I like how do you how do you how do we encourage people? I mean, that's just part of the journey right now. I don't know if this the, the people that we dealt with just are bad communicators in general, or if it's the season mm. because of COVID and they're so busy and they can't mm. and, and, and no, and, and a builder maybe doesn't want to disappoint like, you know, the, so they'll say they'll promise the moon. And then there's, you know, I guess a person just has to anticipate that this is going to be delayed. And if I, I need cash up front, like you said, all those soft costs, I may not get that, deal with that until I get my mortgage, which might, you just said, might be 2023. Exactly. And, 
And builders are not accountants, right? So make sure that you understand all the costs, right? So a big stumbling block is always HST. Right. I get these quotes for these builds and the builder says, I can build your house for 400000 And I ask the client, does that include HST or not? And they're like, oh, I don't know. You know? <laughs> HST can be, you know, a 50000 yeah, yeah. $50, <laughs> yeah. differential depending yeah. on the cost of your home. Um, is the builder going to apply on your behalf for the HST refund, right? right? Because a new home is eligible for an HST refund. Sometimes the builder will assign that refund to him. Sometimes he makes you apply for the refund. So there's lots of nuances of a new build that you don't want to overlook. Um, but most importantly, communication with your builder around the costs. Um, one good strategy I always tell a client is tell your builder you want to stay on budget and don't don't allow him to let you go over budget. So when you go to yeah. Boone Plumbing, you see fancy faucets, <laughs> fancy tubs. And I can tell you from personal experience, because I did build my own home, my builder took me to Boone Plumbing and he's like, Oh, you don't get to look in that section. <laughs> if you want to oh, be yeah. on on budget, you're looking at option A, B, and C. So th- these are the three options that will keep you within budget. If you go F, G, H, Z, <laughs> then you're over budget. So okay. do what you want. Well, that's, but re- that's actually really great. Like you, you don't even get a chance to look over. You there. don't even get a chance <laughs> yeah. to look. He would give me three types of flooring, pick from A, B, C. He would give me three types of carpet, pick from A, B, C. Three types of cabinetry, pick from A, B, C. Right? So yeah. staying on budget is really important. Now, that being said, everybody knows we go over the budget. Right. I always recommend whatever you think it's going to cost you to build, add 15%. So See, as- and, and you're, you're, you're more conservative because I work on the 2020 rule, 20% more, 20% longer. That, yeah. Yeah. So do you guys, when they come and say, oh, well, they can have it built for 400000 I just need a mortgage for so much. Do you automatically yes. add that yes. 15%, 20%? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Suzanne and I are shaking our heads vigorously. Okay. Yes. I have no, well, and sometimes it's beyond, you know, the builder's control. It I is. mean, COVID has wreaked havoc with the supply chain. Um, unless you've been living under a rock, you certainly have heard mm-hmm. about lumber and how yeah. expensive lumber got and the, the delivery issues. I had a client who had to go to North Carolina to order trusses right. for his new build because the everybody in Ontario, Quebec, anywhere within spinning distance of Ottawa were out of lumber to build trusses. Right. Wow. So... Did he physically go to North Carolina? No, he sent a trucker down to pick them up (laughs) and bring them back. So money, 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 cost, cost, cost. Oh, my goodness. And that wouldn't have been an anticipated cost. Okay, so what do you do when they they come back and say, well, actually, it's $40,000 more? Like, I think you had a client that that happened. So, and and I mean, I mean, the, the, the start of it is just what we talked about where you go. Hey, we've already accommodated for that. Not a big deal, right? Uh, we did the fifteen percent, and we're having that conversation already up front to say I'm building in a little bit of margin here. Sometimes I don't say too much, but you know, just building it in so that you know. But yeah, again, whenever there's a, a an increase in the cost, this is where the communication is so key because you do want to go back and say, okay, this you know this is what what's changed. And when we're talking about new builds. Remember, there's a, a significant amount of time that goes by. So if you get a promotion and you get a, a pay increase, yay, that's a good thing. It creates a margin in terms of your financing. 
if you transition jobs and you get a decrease or you know something changes that way to the negative then of course we want to know and sometimes you don't connect those dots in the sense i am doing the new build and all that and oh this thing happened over here in my life as well we had to buy a new car or something like that and you're going okay well that actually affects your financing too so really key to have good communication over the entire process of whether you have a you're doing a self build or whether you're having a builder do it the process is like a year to a year and a half and things do change and things change quickly dave and yeah. lately it's been for the good because someone's been building a home it takes a year and then when the home is complete it's actually worth more than they thought right, right. but we do need to be mindful that if you spend a hundred thousand dollars to build um, sorry, $100,000 to buy a piece of land, it costs you $400,000 to build. That's $500,000 of fixed cost. It does not necessarily equate to your home being worth $500,000. So right. really important part of the process up front is that we take your plans. So I take your plans and I go to an appraiser. I said, Mr. Appraiser, this home built on this lot with these construction expenses, what is the home going to be worth at the end of the day? And, and a certified appraiser is going to give us something called an as-if complete appraisal. So what you want to have happen is you want to buy your land for 100000 and pay four hundred to build. means that you have 500000 of cost, but you want to see your home worth six six fifty. So right. then you get what's called build equity. Right. Okay. So that's the answer you want. Now, in in Ottawa's market, we've been in an upticked market, so we haven't had any issues with that. But be mindful, it can shift as quickly mm-hmm. as it as turned hot, yeah. it can turn cold. So people who are planning for a year or two out, you do need to be mindful at the end of the day that that final number needs to be considerably higher excuse me, then your input costs. What you don't want to have happen is spend $500,000 to acquire land and build your home and have the appraiser say, wow, this home is worth four seventy-five because you're underwater. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, again, that's about going right back to the beginning of the process. And hey, I found a really cheap piece of land somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And I always tell clients, you do not want to be the most expensive home in your neighborhood. Like you don't want to be setting that. And if you're in a rural property, it's even more important because you're going, okay, so now I built that $500,000 home on that, you know, two and a half acre lot. That's wonderful. And guess what? There's no comparisons at all. The nearest house is a a 150 year old farmhouse on 500 Mm -hmm. acres. And you're kind of going, well. The value then becomes a little bit uh, subjective. So, you know, trying to figure that out in part of the planning. For sure. And I'm not sure how much time we have left, but it's probably important to touch on how the money is released because a lot of clients come to me under the mistaken impression that, wow, I get approved for $400,000 of construction financing. Uh, they're going to plop $400,000 in my bank account. Eh, doesn't work like that. <laughs> um, I don't know if that would be true. <laughs> so a lender is not giving you a penny until they can see that there's actually progress on the build. So uh, in a large proportion of construction cases, we do what's called a progress advance. So as the build is progressing and you reach certain milestones in the completion of your construction, then the lender is releasing funds slowly. So that process is very uh, regimented. Um, Client will call me and say, hey, Susanna, we need some money to pay our contractor. So I send an appraiser out to do something called a progress inspection report. The appraiser comes back and says, yes, 
you know, the foundation's in, the framing's done, the windows, doors, everything's enclosed. Uh, they are 46% complete. So the lender will release 46% of the authorized loan amount minus a holdback. So again, this is something a lot of people don't plan for. The Construction Lien Act protects contractors and the lawyer is legally required to hold back 10% of those funds in a reserve for contractors in case there's any disputes. And that 10% holdback can add up to a lot. And that's not released until 60 days after your 98% complete. Wow. So you're finalized everything, you know, you've made it through, you've done all the steps forward, all the steps back. And there is a, a chunk of money basically sitting at the lawyer's office or, you know, waiting to be released that only happens when everybody's happy and satisfied and, and that the occupancy is, is now. Okay, so I'm here to, okay, we're really at the end of the show soon, but I hear two big things from you have lots of money to start because then buckets you, of cash, buckets of, buckets, of cash, have buckets of cash, if you want to do this. And plan, 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 and find some wise counsel. And I will say, like, these two in front of me are very wise. They have, they'll tell you what what they know. Uh, That's what I hear. Yeah, absolutely. And get the right advice. I mean, people go to banks um, for construction financing. I'm not saying that's a bad option. But for those people who are a little more lean on cash, um, banks and their typical response will say, wow, you want, you know, $400,000 of construction financing. Okay. Prove to us you have $200,000 of cash, mm-hmm. right? So that's not an answer most people want to hear. Now that we do as brokers have access to very niche construction financing, um, basically they get you built. Um, it's a small construction financing, usually a mortgage investment company. Um, they're in for the short term. So yeah. they get you in, they get you built. They have their handout when you're done saying, pay me out. So it tends to be a little bit more expensive than bank financing. But as we were talking about before, Rebecca, yeah. if you want to stab yourself in the eyes with hot pokers, um, <laughs> go, with the bank. go with the bank. If you want it to be quick, smooth, efficient, albeit slightly more expensive, but in the long run, you and your partner will still be married and still like each other. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> and this is important. And that's something to touch on communication, not is. only with your builder partners, but with your spouse. And I always say to people who want to build, have you ever hung wallpaper together before? <laughs> Try. Yeah, that's a good that's a good start. That's and great. if you can actually be in the same room and wallpaper a whole room together, then you can build a home together. Yeah. So it's it's not an easy process. It's well worth it to get all the brand spanking new things that you like and And to design a home again. Uh, and I'll I'll kind of wrap up with these two thoughts. So one is is that the know your motivation. You know, sometimes your the motivation for building um, this home is, is that, you know, I think it's a good idea. And I heard that, you know, friends told a friend, told a friend, ah, it's probably not a great motivation. We're going to dig into that a little bit deeper because it actually is worth, you know, it takes more than you think the, so be, just know your motivation and why are you doing it? And, and of course that leads into the, the second part where you just, you get to go, okay, I'm going to build a unique property or I'm, or I'm going to build a Suited unique... Suited to my needs, yeah. my number of children, my in-laws living with us. And, mm. and I want control over all mm-hmm. the whole process. And, and that uh, is my, my maybe last piece is just to say, it's not just the financing. It's not just the contractor. There is, there's lawyers. There's, I mean, there's, there's a team of people that you need to bring around you for that advice. Again, appraisers, uh, all kinds of people. And, and then 
having the wisdom to make Maybe your own decisions. Maybe marriage counselors. Marriage counselors. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then just simply going, okay, that's what we, we need to do uh, to survive, if I can use that word loosely, throughout the process because it's a lot of work. It yep. really is. Plan, communicate, and be patient. Yep. Wow, be patient. We didn't even go there with the patience one, but um, and and this this it. is so, a great conversation as part of national literacy. Literacy. Na- month. I can't, good national, <laughs> national literacy, literacy month. month. Oh my goodness, because <laughs> November is National Literacy Month. So here is a whole pile of education, and um, I, and I will say, as people of faith. We trust that God has the wisdom for us. So, God, we just thank you for the wisdom that you give through folks like Dave and Susanna and their teams and appraisers and um, people who have walked the journey ahead of you. So I thank you, Lord, that you give us these people in our lives for such a time. Name, amen. Awesome. And join us next week when we have some more fun talking money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.